Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ms. Frankie, how do you plead to count one aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count three aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count five aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? With Ruby Frankie pleading guilty in her child abuse case, what does that mean for the woman she's throwing under the bus, her co-defendant Jody Hildebrand? KUTV2 News' Brian Schnee is back with us to talk about what we can expect. Welcome to Sidebar, presented by Law & Crime. I'm Jesse Weber. There are still so many questions in the Ruby Frankie case out of Utah, and as our sidebar followers know, we have been actively following the story since it broke over the summer. And now that Ruby Frankie has officially pleaded guilty in her criminal case, what does that mean for her co-defendant, Jody Hildebrand? That is an important question. Now, do a little bit of a backup. Remember, Ruby Frankie was the once infamous YouTuber. She started a popular channel called Eight Passengers with her husband, Kevin, back in 2015. It documented their lives as a couple with their six children. And Frankie took a lot of heat for her controversial parenting techniques. You can shift from victim, whether you're in denigrating or adulating victim, you have the power to shift out of it at any moment. Now, at one point, Ruby ended up partnering up with a woman named Jody Hildebrandt, who offered these life coaching services through this organization known as Connections. Ruby, in fact, was listed as a certified mental fitness trainer on the Connections website. They're working together. Then you fast forward to August of this year, and she and Hildebrandt are each arrested and each charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse of Frankie's two young children who were staying at Hildebrandt's place. Her 12-year-old son managed to escape Hildebrandt's home, ran to a neighbor who called 911. The boy was reportedly emaciated with wounds and evidence that he'd been tied up. The boy's sister, who was nine years old at the time, I believe she's 10 years old now, again, this is Ruby's daughter, reportedly found in the house in similar condition. She was taken to the hospital to be treated for malnourishment. And Ruby and Jody, they were each charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. And it was our understanding that each count carries a maximum of 15 years in prison. By the way, Kevin ended up filing for a divorce from Ruby, and according to his lawyer, he had been living separately from her for over a year for her arrest. When I interviewed Kevin's uh, attorney, he basically seemed to suggest that parenting techniques were maybe one reason for the separation. But then you fast forward to last Friday, and Frankie's law firm indicates that she is going to enter into a formal plea deal, a formal plea agreement. They release a statement, and this statement was very illuminating, but there was one particular point I want to emphasize for purposes of our conversation today. It says, quote, Ruby Frankie is a devoted mother and is also a woman committed to constant improvement. Initially, Miss Frankie believed that Jody Hildebrandt had the insight to offer a path to continual improvement. Miss Hildebrandt took advantage of this quest and twisted it into something heinous. Over an extended period, Miss Hildebrandt systematically isolated Ruby Frankie from her extended family, older children, and her husband, Kevin Frankie. This prolonged isolation resulted in Miss Frankie being subjected to a distorted sense of morality shaped by Miss Hildebrandt's influence. Okay, so really putting the blame 
uh, in a big way on Jody Hildebrand. Then you go to Monday, December 18th, and Ruby Frankie officially pled guilty in the 5th District Court in Washington County, Utah, in front of Judge John J. Walton. She pled guilty to four of the six charges, four counts of aggravated child abuse. Each are second-degree felonies. Ms. Frankie, how do you plead to count one, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count three, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. To count five, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? Guilty. And to count six, aggravated child abuse, a second-degree felony? With my deepest regret and sorrow for my family and my children, guilty. Now, there is no agreed-upon sentence in this plea agreement. The judge will ultimately sentence Ruby Frankie, and based on the way that I read the terms of this plea agreement, he has discretion. It seems that she could be sentenced to the maximum on each count, 15 years, and the sentences for each could run consecutively, meaning one after the other. Not necessarily saying that is what would happen, but it'll be interesting. And after reading what I read in this plea agreement, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if she's hit with significant, significant prison time. Ruby admitted, and this is in the plea agreement, that she abused the children, such as kicking her son while wearing boots, holding his head underwater, cutting off his oxygen by covering his mouth and nose, tying him up with handcuffs, forcing him to stay outside in the sun during the summer months. This was over a three-month span. He suffered significant sunbirds. Her daughter faced similar treatment, and she was forced to run barefoot on dirt road. She suffered blisters and scabs. I mean, this is just truly unthinkable. This is horrible, horrible stuff. But she is also accused of indoctrinating the kids to believe that they were evil and that this was all for their own good, presumably with the help of Jody Hildebrand. And that brings me to the next part, because it states in this plea agreement that Frankie agrees to testify against Jody Hildebrand. But the plea terms are relatively simple. She pled guilty to four counts of aggravated child abuse. The, the state agreed to dismiss the two other counts of child abuse. And she agreed to, to serve a prison term. And that the, the, the term for the four different counts will run consecutively and not concurrently. And she agrees, I'll read this one verbatim. She agrees to testify truthfully against Jody Hildebrandt and in return, the Washington County Attorney's Office agrees to remain neutral regarding future hearings before the Utah Board of Pardons. That was the prosecutor outside of court when this happened. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And so what does all of this mean for Jody Hildebrandt? Well, 
I had an opportunity to sit down with Brian Schnee, anchor and reporter for KUTV2 News out of Utah, who has been actively following this case, to talk about what all of this means for Jody. Now, here's a warning. I actually interviewed him before Ruby Frankie's court appearance. He was actually outside the courtroom uh, or courthouse when we were speaking. So just to give you an idea, what we're talking about is before she officially pled guilty, before we saw this plea deal, uh, we saw the details of this plea agreement. So just keep that in mind. But here you go. Ryan, good to see you. First, let everybody know where you are right now at the time of this recording. Right now in St. George, Utah, as Ruby Frankie goes into court here in just a few hours at the time of our conversation. So what's interesting about this case is Ruby's rooted in northern Utah. We are in southern Utah, which is where Jody Hildebrandt's home is. So we're about 25, 30 minutes from Ivan's, which is where all of this went down months ago now. But Ruby and Jody have been held here locally about 10 minutes from where I'm sitting at Purgatory Correctional Facility. So Ruby Frankie's waiver hearing is today, and that's why we are here and we'll be in court for that. Now, let's be entirely clear about this. The reason you and I had this conversation, I think it was about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, the terrific reporting from your team is what first broke it for us uh, about this waiver hearing. And we were talking about, well, what could be a waiver hearing? And we know that a waiver hearing was essentially uh, waiving a preliminary hearing. And could it be that they just, you know, from a legal point of view, didn't want that hearing to be broadcast? Was there another uh, consideration? Or could it possibly be that a plea has been entered or a plea is being negotiated? We talked about this. So the fact that we got this seeming confirmation from her law firm uh, with that statement, what was your reaction to it? Not surprised based on the initial you know, email I got from them a few weeks ago saying that they were hoping to reach a resolution shortly. Um, I think it's interesting because you have to let the process you know, play itself out, as you know, Jesse. So it was really interesting to see that all of the things that we talked about in terms of a potential plea coming actually coming to fruition today where they're expecting to, you know, defense and prosecution come together and ultimately have this plea agreement. And I'm told that the court proceedings today should be relatively quick. That's not to say some of the things that will come out today could be particularly heinous or really tough for some people to uh, process at home. Now, again, I'm teasing up because we haven't even gotten into what this means for Jody Hildebrand. I want to get there in a minute, but I first want to talk about this statement because you and I haven't had a chance to talk about it. I read you a portion of it, which I think when we're talking about Jody Hildebrand, it's the most essential part, throwing her under the bus, putting the blame on her. Now, what is your reaction to that part? Because, you know, there's one thing for her to take a deal uh, and plead guilty, essentially, to her crimes. But to put the blame on Jody Hildebrandt, that was uh, that was something. What'd you make of it? You know, I guess I'm not surprised because based on a lot of our reporting over the last few months, the people that we have spoken to had similar stories about Jody Hildebrandt: manipulation, isolation, separating of couples as it pertains to ripping apart marriages. That is, in essence, if you look at the timeline, that happened to Ruby Frankie too. Kevin filed for divorce. And then obviously there's the other parts down the line where it happened to do with whatever is involved in this child abuse portion, which apparently, you know, depending on how you look into these things, a lot of people have looked at the YouTube videos over the years and said, hey, some things didn't seem right even before Ruby met Jody. However, over the last three years or so, isolation from family, isolation from Kevin Frankie, isolation, and then other tactics with children. A lot of that is in line with what we've heard about Jody Hildebrandt for more than a decade now. I mean, we uh, did a sidebar on this over the weekend when the news broke, and 
I was playing a few clips from Jesse Hildebrandt, uh, our interview uh, with Jesse, who is uh, Jody Hildebrandt's niece. And those themes of isolation, manipulation, control were so consistent with that statement from Ruby Frankie's law firm. I, too, wasn't surprised. But from a legal point of view, it's so interesting because I don't know how effective that would have been if they both went to trial together. Um, if you know, throwing Jody under the bus because there was an aspect of the charges that Jody, excuse me, that Ruby faces that as long as you knew about the abuse and you allowed it to happen, you yourself could be convicted. So I didn't think, Brian, uh, you know, I'm not surprised hearing this, um, but I'm also not surprised that this is no longer uh, or we're seemingly no longer going to trial because that wouldn't have been a successful argument. Yeah, and I agree with that. And based on the conversation you've had with Jesse Hildebrand, and I have also had with her as well, it, it a lot of these things line up. Now, Jesse was, what, a teenager at the time of her allegations of abuse, uh, running away from Jody Hildebrand, basically not having a very sustainable time living with her for almost a year after being sent there by her parents, thinking this was the right way and the right course of action to maybe, quote-unquote, correct her in some way. So it's kind of interesting, and I think that, you know, coming out of that statement, we do see some admission of guilt, right? It's sprinkled some, in there of, some, you know, some. Ex right, some. It's it, it, accepting responsibility and certain things to which we understand that there will obviously be charges today that will be discussed. Do we see all six? Probably not. Obviously, based on the deal, I would imagine not the case. But it is one of those things that most of that statement does point the finger at Jody Hildebrandt, which, consistent with a lot of our reporting, in a way makes a lot of sense that somebody was, in a way, manipulated and kind of roped into this sort of thing. Now, that doesn't mean not accepting any responsibility for the actions, which I don't necessarily think they're not trying to do. But the three quarters of that or five sixths of that statement is indeed pointing the finger at Jody Hildebrandt saying, hey, look what she made me do. Right. right. Or look how this all worked out. And from a legal point of view, I'm not surprised there's clear admission of guilt because the deal hasn't been entered. Deals can break can blow up and you don't want to say something. You have to be very careful with what your attorneys say prior to a plea deal actually being accepted by the court. It has to be accepted. So they don't want to make a blanket admission until they get that uh, plea agreement, uh, you know, final down and ultimately written up. All right, Brian, actually, hold on for a second, because we're going to get back to talking about Jody Hildebrandt, and there's a lot more to talk about. But we all know how much these cases really emphasize how scary the world can be and how unsafe it can be. That's why I wanted to take a minute to talk about our sponsor of this video, Morgan & Morgan. They have just been an incredible partner of ours. And the reason that I want to talk about them now is because one of the scariest things in life is when you get hurt and you don't know what to do. So Morgan & Morgan is actually the largest injury law firm in America. And in a time when you already would have so much to think about, they make it super easy for you. They have completely modernized the process because you submit your claim, you sign contracts, you upload documents, and you talk to your whole legal team all on your phone. That's it. An attorney is going to review your case in just eight clicks. They have 4,000 support staff that can help you too, which is just amazing to think about. And in terms of price, you only pay them if you win. There's no upfront fee. So if you're injured and you want to join the over 3 million people that call them every year, you can submit a claim at www.forthepeople.com slash LC sidebar or by dialing pound law. That's pound 529 on your phone. Now, let me just ask you what, we're, what the main question is. What does this mean for Jody Hildebrand? The last time you and I spoke, 
is she has a separate waiver hearing. What is the latest that you have heard with respect after Ruby's a law firm has come forward with this statement? She's about to seemingly enter a plea deal, uh, plead guilty. What does this mean for Jody Hildebrand? Well, this means there's a lot more heat on Jody. But maybe it does play in Ruby's favor that her hearing is first, right? And all of this is coming out first. The statement points towards Jody. There's about 10 days between the, the two different hearings, and I still have yet to hear back from Jody's representation, which I haven't since the very beginning of all of this. I mean, we have tried to at least get an inkling of how are they perceiving things. Compared to Ruby's attorneys, they have at least replied to some of our inquiries, and you know, we've had conversations, and we have looked to this day um, which is where we ultimately got the you know language in their statement first to be able to share with everybody. But it was one of those things that I'm still waiting to hear from the person representing Jody Hildebrandt where they stand in all of this because today has a big effect on what happens 11, 10 days from now. And it would be really interesting to see how they are processing this whole thing. To which again, at the time of you and I talking here, I did reach out again this morning just to say, hey, I'm in town here. I would love to love to get a little perspective from you about where things are right now, but it's been relatively silent. And as you and I have talked about, most of this, with the exception of the first 15 days or so, after all of this happened in late August, and then their initial appearance in early September went really quiet, right? All we were hearing were people coming out of the woodwork, select family members, people that have experiences, mostly with Jody, by the way, that you really hadn't, heard much other than having to assume that both sides are looking at the discovery from the prosecution and they're going to come together and likely strike a deal because they it didn't look like they were going to move forward to push towards trial at this point it doesn't doesn't seem that way for jody either so, so you you think there's a strong possibility that when if let's say december 27th actually stays that jody hildebrandt would actually plead guilty as well because you have to imagine if she doesn't ruby frankie could potentially be a huge witness against her um you know for me one of the things that i'm thinking about as well the kids would have had to testify at a trial. And I think that's a major consideration for why Ruby Frankie pled guilty. That's why I also think prosecutors might be open to accepting some sort of deal for Jody Hildebrand to make sure that these kids don't have to testify at an upcoming trial. But you tell me, do you think it's likely uh, whether or not that hearing stays, whether or not the hearing is delayed? I mean, this is a very big development. You think it's potentially likely Jody Hildebrand could plead guilty herself? As an educated guess, based on what we're seeing, I do believe that this what we're seeing with Ruby could very well happen with Jody. And I do think a lot of it lies on the kids. They have been very careful with how the children have been treated through this entire thing, which I've been trying to be totally respectful of because I understand. I, I mean, a new dad myself, the last thing I'd want is for my daughter to be roped into any of these things, right? If, if it ever came to that point, you don't want to provide any further harm towards these children than they've already been thrust into the spotlight and you've already heard about the emaciation for two of the children, the horrific 911 call from the neighbor saying, hey, I, I, I just came across this kid who had ties around his, his wrists and his ankles. Having any of these children have to relive that in the form of taking the stand, I think would be very damaging for the rest of their lives if it already hadn't been based on a lot of this. So I do think we see something similar with Jody down the line here, but you're right. Things could very well be delayed after things take place today because what happens today directly impacts Jody Hildebrand. Just to be clear, um, again, we haven't seen the hearing yet for Ruby Frankie as we're recording this. Do you know if 
any representative from Jody Hildebrandt, her lawyers, anybody is going to attend this hearing uh, and be aware of what happened because I don't even know if Jody Hildebrand has been working around the, you know, behind the scenes trying to work out a deal, if she was hit by surprise at this statement from Ruby Frankie's uh, lawyer, we haven't heard anything either. So I'd be very curious if you know if Jody Hildebrand, any her lawyers, anybody, are actually going to attend Ruby Frankie's hearing today. You know, it's not clear if they will, but I'd have to imagine, given the connection between these two, right, the friendship, the business partner, the whatever, and the fact that Jody's attorney has an office, you know, relatively close to the courthouse here, I would really have to imagine that they would be sitting at least in the courtroom listening to what takes place today, or maybe they already have a heads up on how this thing's going to go if they've worked together in any way. And it's a lot of those things that we don't know because, you know, they just don't talk about those things, right? But it's one of those things that we are waiting to see the exact paperwork on right. this agreement once it is filed into the system I do obviously have the expectation that Ruby Frankie will spend more time in jail um, and that this is not getting off scot-free at all because right. of the admission here or whatever she's pleading forth. But I wouldn't be surprised if we did see anybody, even if it's family or something like that, related to Jody Hildebrandt that will be there uh, at the hearing for Ruby Frankie on Monday, December 18th, coming up here as we are talking in just a few hours. And that's what I want to like kind of end the conversation on in, in terms of, yeah, I agree with you. I can't imagine a deal where Ruby Frankie would get no time behind bars. Uh, specifically, there was this part in her statement where it seemed that she said she would support Kevin Frankie's ability to get custody of the kids. So, it, it, paraphrasing a bit. And that would seem to me to suggest maybe she's not going to be around. The bigger question is what would happen with Jody? So. Again, these are very serious charges. Now you have Ruby throwing Jody under the bus, which, as we've been saying, is consistent with what we've heard from other people. If Jody were even to enter into a deal, I would have to imagine whatever punishment she receives would be much worse than Ruby Frankie. Would you agree with that? Based on the understanding that we have for how this is going to proceed with Ruby, I would really imagine that Jody will take the brunt of this. Based on what we've heard from, go back to Jesse Hildebrandt, uh, I asked her directly months ago, would you say that Jody was the mastermind between all of this? And she said, yes. Based on the people that I've talked to about Jody, all of this screams Jody's tactics and how she has approached individuals over the years, whether it be couples that have gone to them for counseling, whether it had been somebody way back when that was referred through the church prior to things blowing up in that standpoint. I would have to imagine that if there are extra charges to give, they would likely go towards Jody Hildebrandt based on a lot of the conversations that we've been having with people that had past experiences with her and how Ruby does point the finger here, at least in this statement from her attorneys. It does make sense that there's kind of this uneven balance here between what has been going on. Keep in mind, the children were found at Jody's house. So it's all these things that lean more towards Jody in a way than they do towards Ruby even though we do know that Ruby spent an ample amount of time in Ivan's, we did see the video of her uh, pulled over for speeding, what, six days, five days before all of this really shook down. She was in Ivan's again. So there is that obvious connection between she was there, obviously very well knew what was going on. But I do believe all of this was spearheaded, as it seems based on people that we've talked to, by Jody. So I would, ha I would have to imagine those charges are going to be heavily levied against Jody Hildebrand.
And, and even in the police documentation, they suggested that Ruby had filmed a video with Jody in that residence two days before uh, these arrests were made. Now, um, I'll finish up the conversation by just saying, again, uh, when you see this video, everybody, when you see uh, my conversation with Brian, we will know the answer, presumably, about what Ruby Frankie. But I think all of this still applies because we are most likely not going to have an answer about Jody Hildebrand by the end of the day. This is going to continue on. Brian, you've been doing incredible work. Uh, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this. Um, for anybody who wants you know, up-to-date coverage of what is happening in this case, Brian Schnee, KUTV2 News. They're going to be on the ground there. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, the, only, the only thing I, you know, is a little disappointing is that, look, we hope this case is resolved the best way it should be resolved in the interest of justice. I will say um, that will conclude, I mean, our conversations if, if this case ultimately wraps up, which is, a diff which is something I, I'd be disappointed about because I really enjoyed having these conversations with you, Brian. But let's keep in touch. Let's find out what's happening next. And I'm sure we'll have a lot more to talk about. Thanks, as always, for having me on, too. I've really enjoyed these. It's an opportunity to share more of our long-form conversation, a better understanding to people at home that have been following this. Maybe you don't live in Utah. You don't see our reporting every day. And we've really tried to keep people up to date on this as we've been able to find out more. Sometimes when things go into the court process, they get hidden, they get stashed away, and we just don't know. But our team, not just myself, for example, we have a team here today. Yep. We've tried to do the very best we can to put all of this out there for ultimately the viewer to decide and the viewer to understand however which way they'd like to look at these two women and this overall situation. But you never know. There could be always more interesting things coming out of Utah that you want to talk about. So yep. just keep the number on speed dial, will you? Well, I, I will. Hopefully, hopefully that's not the case because anytime we cover it, it's not right. great news. So, But I, I hear you. Brian Schneet, thank you so much. Great talking to you as always. Happy holidays. Thank you. That is all we have for you right now here on Sidebar, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jesse Weber. Speak to you next time. Thank you.